0: Yo, this is George Dr. Funkenstein-Clinton, and you're listening to WMNF Tampa.
1: Find the shadows cast by rainbow. He can give you more direction Than you've ever known Show you your bronze baby shoes Now, my, how you have grown Ain't it nice to fly You're waving as soft clouds go by But peace won't be still Of its own free will Say you want to go exploring You got to find
2: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to another edition of the Sunday Forum, right here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. This is your host, Walter Smith the II, along with the members of the 4th Estate crew. My main man, Mabili, what's up, man?
3: Hey, what's going on?
2: What's going on, bro?
3: You all Still right? Still waking up. That's all. I see.
2: <laughs> you jumped too. Didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Got that microphone. So, so everything's good? This weekend's
3: yeah. good? Uh, so far, so good. It's Sunday, so got all day. <laughs> this, uh, how, about, how about this past week? Pretty good.
2: Pretty good.
3: Yeah? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm looking at you, Billy, and you know I know, right? What do you know? That you got something to say. Oh,
3: I do. I I'm trying to. Get it all in my head straight right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you've been typing the whole time, folks. You've just been typing the whole time on the other side. It ain't just board operating. Right. My, man, my man's coming up with something over there. So, so listen, um, this has been the, the past two weeks Billy really have been incredibly, um, how should I say, strenuous and tenuous. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. um, Got some exercise sound like Oh my God. What <laughs> uh, well yes I did. But no really no, no. This is this is uh purely in terms of what of the happenings going on. Mm-hmm. So and yes, I did from that perspective, I did. <laughs> uh I had a lot of moving around this week. Um Tuesday I leave to go to D C. Okay. I get to go to DC to testify before the EPA. Mm-hmm. um regarding issues surrounding soot and the rules um the, the federal rules around that right mm-hmm. and the, and that is directly related to issues pertaining to coal and coal ash and the coal combustion plants that exist oh around the United States because they do release soot into the atmosphere and it affects, you know, there are some environmental impacts, public health impacts that come from that. And the the our, our our federal government has been has not done a good enough job with regard to containing that, right? In terms of the controls that go along with that. So we've seen things like coal, ash, uh Disasters like we saw in Tennessee, in North Carolina, and, uh, you know, it, 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 when you see that, that's—I that. I mean, clearly that's truly a disaster. I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's ridiculous, right? When you see a pipe go or a, a coal ash area has been—a holding area has been uh, breached by water or some disaster— the wastewater alone is, is just, it's ridiculous. So not only are you looking at the, the amount of coal ash that's been released into a community or mm-hmm. into a water stream, a main water stream, but you're also looking at the amount of wastewater that's going out. So yeah. the wastewater and the coal ash, all those poisons out there. Mm-hmm. And to contain that and then clean it up, it, it, it's it's... Is crazy Now, the problem with that has been the fact that though people know that coal ash is a—well, I say people. The EPA, I think last week I mentioned this point, is that under the Obama administration, the EPA uh, came up with ways to contain this, and, and they have a timetable for getting rid of this, of, of this substance. And what ended up happening was the next administration, number three's administration, came in and took that away in a nutshell. And what they did was, they, and, they, and literally that's, that's exactly what happened. I mean, it, it was like it, was, it got completely dismantled. So any progress there was in containing and removing this stuff um, just went out the window. And every advantage went not to protecting people, but in in making certain that the businesses, the energy businesses, the energy industry, or any business that utilized coal or or anything like that was, was going to be able to benefit from those rollbacks, right? So that's a problem. Now, fast forward when we we're talking about, that's talking about uh, something that's very very um, at the ground level right? Soot is not the ground level really, Hmm. right? Soot soot goes to the ground level ultimately because Mm -hmm. it hits the air and then gravity brings it down, right? Uh, And so, because you burn it, you see the ash in the air, whatever it is, you see the stuff in the air, and then it comes down. So, let's take places like Progress Village. Progress Village has been getting um, soot and stuff from the industries all along that coastline, right? And the, the surrounding communities, like, say, Apollo Beach and so forth, all those communities are frontline communities that have gotten it terribly, terribly for years, for years. And so, as a result, I, I frankly, I don't understand why they continue to develop around, around uh, not Progress Bridge, but uh, Apollo Beach area. I, I just don't understand it. I truly don't, because you're talking about being right up under that stuff, right up under it. And <clears throat> I think the fact that that the energy companies, have, or the energy company there has, uh, in, in this particular case, we're talking about Tampa Electric Company, just because it has changed over primarily to um, having one coal combustion plant and and... Two other gas plants does not mean a hill of beans, right? What we're still dealing with is a, is a problem, an environmental issue that has to be resolved because you're using fossil fuels that have a major, major impact on the environment. Now, gas might be cleaner than coal, than other stuff than coal, but it doesn't mean anything because it's still very hot. One, one. And number two, the way of obtaining that gas is fracking, and the fracking is a problem. It's a serious problem. Now, I, I digress because that's that's off. That's a little off base from what I'm what I'm really looking at, which was which is soot. So the soot is a problem um, as they burn this stuff uh, from the combustion plants and so forth, uh, or from things like incinerators, and things like that. Um, there, people aren't healing this stuff. They aren't healing this, and so the so we've got to. So my my purpose for going to D.C. is to deal with the the uh, detrimental effects of continuing to 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 go through that process of using fossil fuels to cre- that they actually by you know create the soot that people are getting sick with. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. And the industries know that this is happening, and they don't care. They, they just don't care. Right. So what they do is they give you some money, a scholarship, or there's a, a pizza party or for the kids or yeah. whatever it is, right? And that, you know, but they can only put their, their head in the sand
3: for so long. I'm just curious, because 19 years ago, I believe, there was a scientist who were talking about actually using the word mass the sixth mass extinction event you know and is already underway, primarily though not limited to unsustainable use of land, water, and energy use yep. you know so human activity is contributing to this, and uh, I'm just wondering, is you know where scientists are today and will this come up mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure you can't see the future, but what is the Gist of conversations today among scientists in terms of raising, you know, people's consciousness.
2: Right now, it's a matter of public education, but also you'd be surprised at how many people have no idea about what I'm talking about. Have absolutely no idea, and it affects them the most. Right, the very community we're sitting in right now is is affected by carbon emissions. Right. And there's, there's soot that comes from that, right? The, I mean, we we are we are trying to come up with solutions for reducing this now. Right, from one perspective, it's, it's reducing right. it, and that's that's a matter of car movement, right, as far as that's concerned. But when you're talking about industries, they can control that. Mm-hmm. They can they can change from the use of these things that produce it into something that does not. So, there are two different things there, and and something can be done now. Now, the issue is timing. When I say, when I use the word now, I mean right now. There has to be a transition effort right now. If there's no transition effort now to stop this by, say, 2030, right. right? Just 10 years from now, with that mass extinction thing you're talking about. Yeah. It may be too late but yeah. <laughs> if we and don't let, start. Yeah, because, because they're talking twenty fifty. Yeah, if it's not already underway, it will be. if we it don't It will do be. Anything. Yeah, because I'm telling you, twenty fifty is what there is. What industries are talking about? Oh yeah, who's will stop in twenty fifty. What do you mean? What do you mean stopping twenty 2050? fifty? This twenty fifty is not. So that the whole thing about zero carbon um, mm-hmm. programs and things don't people don't 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 buy that. Don't don't fall into that. And 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 this thing that they come up with recently about, I was challenged once with this with this 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 concept that um uh, you know solar energy. Solar energy was uh so much worse than use of using fossil fuels. And I was like, what <laughs> what planet are you living in, brother? In underwear logic. Yeah, I mean, because what they're saying is that is that the material that's used for solar panels? You know, ends up in a in a dump yard. I, I ain't ever seen a dump yard with solar panels. With solar panels in it, hmm. I've never seen one. Now, there might be one. I'm not saying that it, doesn't, that it doesn't exist. I'm simply saying I've never seen it. Now, let me let me also say that these panels can be refurbished. They can be reused. So saying think, that, yeah. yeah. So saying that is not no, no. That, that don't even try it. Not like don't. our cell phones end up in a landfill. Exactly, somewhere. exactly. So no, it's not the same thing as what you get in a, a, a coal ash pond or soot that falls that the people are inhaling. This stuff, no, it's not the same thing at all. Not at all. So. Um, and, and the time it takes to to get to that particular point of even having a, a man, that's that's crazy. That's that's absolutely insane to even bring that up to me. Don't don't listen. Don't, don't and don't call here with that mess either. <clears throat> don't even call here with that. That's not even an argument, man. It's just not. Um, so, but anyway, anyway, that's that's what I'm going to DC for is to is to discuss that you know that that issue. And to point out the fact that there needs to be uh, there, there needs to be more stringent uh, policy regarding uh, soot and and, right. and 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 the industry as a whole. And getting in, yeah. the, in the waterways, I mean, we already
3: see what's happening to animals and species yes. in the waterways, uh, red tide. You know, all of these things are almost conspiring to raise consciousness. You know, we have to see it. We have mm-hmm. to see that, and we have to
2: question why it's happening. Well, you know, pe- and, and people don't say anything about it. No one worries about it until something happens. Now, when something happens, then there, you, you saw what happened this, this past year. <coughs> the hurricane season, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Well, everybody was panicking there. Oh, 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 well, you know, all of a sudden, I'm getting phone calls. Whoa. Oh, what? no, 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 no! Uh, don't don't call me now. <laughs> don't call me now. I told you twenty years ago. I told you fifteen years ago. I told you yesterday. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> now what you do is buckle up, put your head between your legs, and kiss it goodbye. <laughs> you understand? See, it's we're we're at that particular point now. We're at that particular point, and we cannot continue to go go down this path. And I'm like, you know, don't come to me now at, you know, the the city where we weren't ready. No, you uh, you weren't ready. Of course you weren't ready. Of course you weren't ready. What were you focusing on? What what, what exactly were you focused on? Right? So I'm like, you know, so now we got to backtrack and get ready. But you've been saying we're getting ready this whole time. What, what's, yeah. what, what's, what's, what's
3: wrong? What's wrong? Uh, people are writing in already. This is the Sunday Forum, and and uh, you could write us at DJ at WMF.org. Somebody wrote and asked, speaking of ridiculous, how tall are the gyp stacks off uh, State Road 41? Yeah, how, how tall are they allowed to be built? And the, he said they're becoming mountain-sized.
2: <laughs> 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 they are. You're right. Um, there has been a plan to, on 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 Tico's part, to increase the seawall there. Now I don't know what that what that means with regard to the actual stacks, um, but I do know that the there, there's a plan to increase the seawall. And the reason that's the case is because they know that that what I'm saying is true, is that the Project Phoenix, for instance, Project Phoenix has already made the prediction that there'll be a um, you know if you get a Cat Five, for instance, they're looking at a hundred year um, hundred year uh, flood event, right, or storm event. So, a hundred year f- storm event means that you're talking about uh, Cat Five coming in with a with a forty foot wave surge. Mm-hmm forty foot wave surge would would actually breach those um, ponds or those areas that those uh, coal ash ponds, formerly and the one that currently exists, whatever it is that's going on. Which of course that's a matter of, of transparency, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we need full transparency from our energy companies, you know, right. in terms of what they're doing. But but then you notice, I would say this to that person: notice that. Tico moved from downtown <laughs> out of the flood zone into midtown on the other side of town in West Tampa area. Notice that. Mm-hmm. Notice that, and 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 the the and, and it's so that so they, this is what they said so that so that you would be safer. Yeah. Be good to
3: go back and do a pattern, see if there's a pattern of behavior (laughs) coming from this energy. Hey man,
2: hey, 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 listen. (laughs) When I when I found that out the first time, I was like, You gotta be kidding me. Mm -hmm. So you move from downtown. For whatever reason is, I don't care what the reason was. Move from where you are downtown. You move wherever you want to move, but I just find it very—I just find it odd that they're moving out of the flood zone. Mm-hmm. I just find it odd, and not to mention the fact that you're also raising your seawalls right there by the by the water, and the coastline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they, they know they they the just, storms are more ferocious. They know it. They know this. They know that what we're saying is true. They know it. So. You know that's what it is. That's what it is. I mean, nobody. I bet you. I bet you nobody's gonna gonna type in. I bet you that. I bet you they won't type in and, and, and say anything against that. I mean, wh- everything we say is pub is is in the public, right? Everything we say. Yeah. I've been saying this for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, other people have said this for years. I'm not the only person saying it. We all we all know it's true. Deny it. Right. Tell me. Tell me what I'm saying is not true. And their behavior it shows it's true. <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. They, lead, and they don't care anything about you or the people around it. What? What? Are they building up their seawalls? Mm. No. No, they're not. No, they're not. And, and and they're not being transparent about about what's happening. About the kim. Chem- about the, the the contamination issues that that exist they exist man they exist they don't they don't not exist hmm. they, they exist so all this stuff about well you know no no nah, nah. they exist and 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 they need to be transparent about it and they need to clean it up and they need to and and, and be honest about the fact that they that we're the ones paying for it that's why that's why we have these uh these hikes right the rate hikes let right. not play don't don't play me, man. These people out here, these, these people out here struggling every day to pay the bills. And those bills have gone
3: up Come tremendously. On, energy you know, burdens. Wow, that's energy burdens. 75% rise in energy bills. Yes. Energy. At least mine.
2: <laughs> Just be using wow. it up. Remember that? Schoolhouse rock? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> But
3: yeah, I didn't I, even turn on... Yeah, that, I didn't even turn on the AC Dude. all summer. I don't even use it. I just waited until it got a little cold Put and I turned on the heat. Put but, the fan but, up. <laughs> yeah. But it didn't seem to do a, make any difference.
2: Man, listen. I think you we got a pool, bro. We jump <laughs> in the pool, bro. We spend so much time in the pool. Oh my! And turn the fans on. Get in the pool. Turn, yeah. Don't turn the air <laughs> conditioner up. Get the pool right. and jump. And turn the fans on. Everybody get in there. Let's go. Everybody jump in there. Yeah. The whole Smith family in the pool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the neighbors. And, yeah. The, come on. Get it right here. Yeah. So no, nah, I, I just you know Ain't this mean, is. <laughs> what what are they saying? We got any more emails? Any more? Any Not emails? anymore. But that was a well. Yeah, that was it. Okay. All right. We'll get some more. We'll get some I'm more. Sure. Uh, call in 813-239-9663. We got a great show this morning. Um, we're welcoming back uh Lynn Hertek. Yeah. We're welcoming back <laughs> Lynn Hertek to the Sunday Forum. Uh we got, man, listen, as we go into this new round of elections, man. Mm-hmm. Yo. Uh we're waiting to see who else is gonna call us to come on in here and see what's up. Yeah. Huh? Ooh. It's getting <laughs> hot. You're not Look, look. I, I wish you could see Lynn's face. <laughs> Lynn, you know, good morning, first of all. How you doing?
4: Good morning. Uh, I'm a little tired, I have to say. Yeah,
2: campaign trail <laughs> or something else, huh?
4: Well, that, the um, the time change always gets me. It takes oh, me a while. Oh, Settle in.
2: Oh, man. I tell you. I tell you. Yeah. I, I, you know, Lynn, I got to tell you, um, as we as we approach Easter, the, how, many, how many kids you got, Leah?
4: I don't have any children. No. Nah.
2: You got nieces nephews. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Easter egg coming up, huh?
4: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, my wife took me. My wife forced me. Okay, <laughs> forced me yesterday to go. She gonna beat me to death when she is. Yes, yeah, she is. Yes, yeah, she is. She t- for. I was tired. I'm telling you, I was exhausted yesterday. But she forced me to go to the dollar store yesterday. Oh. Man, we got to the dollar store. I she she said singing, I gotta get Easter for my babies. Talking about our grandbabies. I'm like, look, man, look, look, don't do this. Don't do not do this right now, please. Don't don't make me do this. She says, you shut up and you just pull it in and you shut your mouth. I'm like, man, come on, man. And she's going to make me go to the dollar store and stand there while she goes searching for all this stuff for the grandbabies. I'm like, man, they're one and two, they don't even remember this. What are you doing? You know, you already got this stuff already. Why are we doing this right now? It, you, you just tortured me. <laughs> just, this, this is so torturous, man. So I'm just standing there with, <laughs> with an attitude <laughs> while she's looking for all this stuff. And... and uh and little Walter's just jumping just skipping down the aisles looking for something like, Jesus, man. Are you eighteen or are you like ten? What what's going on, bro? <laughs> Easter. Such a traitor, bro. It's such a traitor. My son's such a traitor sometimes, I swear. But no, we 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 uh we have fun with that type of stuff. So, you know, as we enter this whole Easter season and everything, uh, I pray peace for everybody out there. You know, there's a lot going on. Um there are violence in these communities. There are uh, people doing horrible things to each other, um, and I, I just, I just want to, I really want to pray peace on um, over everybody. I really do, and uh, and safety. Um, Lynn, as you as you go into this Easter season, and someone who is currently is the incumbent, um, what what do you say about the? Uh, what what are your words right now regarding the violence that we're seeing? In our communities
4: and, and things, uh, I I tend to agree with you. We have we have too much violence. We aren't um... right now. I know that uh, TPD has started a new community policing initiative, but that stuff doesn't happen overnight.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, the other thing that I'm Concerned about. In fact, I was talking to some folks about this yesterday. Is uh, TPD has a program for Crime Watch coordinators in different neighborhoods, and they don't know each other to connect. Mm. And so, uh, one of the things I want to work on um, next term is really improving the connectivity between the people. In different neighborhoods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think that will help, uh, more, more voices Mm -hmm. to connect, to get to know what's going on in different, just because, you know, if this is your crime watch area on the other side next to you, you, the chances of you having the same types of issues are pretty solid. So, uh. But I, but I am very concerned about gun violence. Um, spring break, uh, and then now summer's coming. And as summer's coming, we're also, you know, to to segue into what you were talking about earlier in the environment. Every summer's getting hotter, mm-hmm. and when you're hotter, you're a little angrier. It's just you're you're absolutely. I mean, it it just all comes together. It all flows together, and how we're going to keep kids off the street and doing, uh, you know, jobs. And so, one of the one of the things I was pushing early last, actually, the summer of last year, was improving the um, the jobs program that we have in the city mm-hmm. for um, high schoolers. Right now, um, in East Tampa, they're mostly. Uh, well, in previous years, they've been doing trash pickup. And I was like, we can do better than that. And so we're working on a program uh, to enable students to actually go into different departments and learn and work in different departments in the city
3: Very good.
4: so that they can have uh, an idea of the different job opportunities that are right here mm-hmm. within the city of Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those entry-level positions you're not going to need necessarily a four-year degree. Right. So it's uh it actually enables folks to think about what's next. I mean, I think that's one of the things that we need to do with our youth al- is to talk about real jobs. Right. Like right. what an actual job is. I mean, most people aren't I mean, you have teacher, lawyer, police officer, firefighter, you know, all the, the basic jobs when you ask kids, what do you want to be? Right. But right. most of us do things, we, we have unusual titles. Uh, you know, I, I worked as an editor and a consultant before I joined council. Well, what is that? You know, we, we don't really bring, we don't really talk to kids as much as we should about what actual jobs there are and, and that their interests, can lead to all sorts of jobs. Right. There's so much out there, um, and right now we have this huge jobs uh, deficit. We have we have so many jobs and not enough people to take them. But we're not closing that gap, that connectivity of hey, this is something that you could be doing, and there are actual jobs available for you to do it. How do we how do we connect those two things? Because I think kids and even adults don't really understand that that you know, 95% of the jobs aren't those traditional jobs you hear about They're And so how, how do we bridge that gap?
2: I think, let me tell you, I, I saw really yesterday I was at a gas station and I was talking to two young men and I asked, I often, I often do this. And I think my dad, I, I picked this up from my dad, um, Dad would go wherever he went. He was always asking a young person, you know, so young man or young lady, what do what you what do you plan on doing? What what are you doing right now? Are you in school? Have you graduated? Um, what what are you gonna do? It's not an easy question. <laughs> and it's not. It's not. Um, you would think it is. It really isn't. And and you know, I look at their faces quite often, and. It's like this look that they get. It's like a blank stare, right. It's disturbing that that, that disturbs me. That really disturbs me um, because the both of those young men, and mind you, every, every everybody would love for their child to go to college. Right, they love their child to go to college. Um and I love to hear young people say, I'm I'm getting ready to go to such such a place. I'm just working right now until it's time to go off to, to college or um uh I had a little you know, I might have had a little problem, or whatever, but I'm I'm working it out and I'm going to go to college. I, I love to hear that as the as the end of it. I'm going to go to college. I'm gonna get this mm-hmm. you know. That's the happy ending. Right. What we hate to hear is well, I'm about to go to the military. I'm like, oh Jesus. So that's the, you know, and and that's I, I I'm done. I, I hate to be judgmental. And I, I don't think that I'm being judgmental. I think I'm, i I like to think I'm being more hopeful than judgmental. Because I because I want the best for these young people. I really do. But when I hear a person who clearly the military is their only option. It's not because it's not it's not because they 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 uh, choose that option per se. It's because it's their only option. And I, we got talk further with him. I'm like, well, did you uh, is there some is there a reason why 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 you want to go to the military? Uh, well, you know, I want to go to school. That's their only option for going to school. They feel that's the only option for going to school. I usually tell them, hey, listen, have you ever thought about going to ROTC and university at a college? Go to community college first, then go to university and get an ROTC program, and then you go in as, a, as an officer. But you're in the military, right? If you really if you really want a career in the military, cool, you know, no problem. But then, but then there's the, the other part of it where um, someone says, the other kid said, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now The one thing I, I commend them on Is having a job That's the first thing I commend on getting that job
1: Woo. Mm-hmm.
2: So that's, that's, that's step one So we're good there What are you doing with it? What are you doing with your money? What are you doing with your time? After you get off the job What are you doing? Are you wasting your time? You, you get what I'm saying? Are you wasting... You have this job. Great. Wonderful. What are you doing with your time after you get off of that job? Because it's not like... I mean, in some cases, they have kids or a child that they have to take care of. In other cases... It, I mean, there's so myriad of, of issues and things like that. See, so there are all these narratives, Right? And you cannot, and and that goes back to something that you were saying earlier, uh, Lynn, and that that has to do with uh, one community to the next. Every community has uh, a narrative. Everybody in the community has a narrative that is going to be very different from the other community. Mm -hmm. So while there are similarities, there are these differences that one community cannot even fathom the issues that the other community is facing. So I think that effort in getting the connectivity between communities is important. What's also important is, as you say, if there's you know if there's law enforcement. Law enforcement needs to be connected appropriately to the community. If they're going if they're going to function, they need to function well. It's not you know policing. I didn't even use the word policing, right? That's a horrible <laughs> term, but I know it's like the only thing we can say, right? But but like, you know, police. That's what they are. They go to the community. What what? Because you're you're responding to a crime that's already happening. Not a psychiatrist, not a psychologist. You're not gonna talk anybody out of whatever it is they're about to do, not likely. You respond to some something that has already happened. So now you gotta hunt, literally. Hunt, detect, hunt down, detect and hunt down whomever committed the crime. You know what I'm saying? And therein lies an issue. Mm-hmm. The methodology for doing that whole thing. So who do we put into that, how do they how do they work with that? They got to work with community people mm-hmm. to get that done. There has to be a, a, some trust there.
4: Well, and that's that's what I mean when um, again you, the the community policing that they've started they're they're hoping to build that trust up, but really it's got to come from the community talking to the community. Uh, that's why if we can really make these. Um, Uh, community efforts more connected. If if our Crime Watch coordinators are more connected to talk amongst each other to let them know what's going on, I really feel like that's that part of policing that the community can do.
3: It takes a village.
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, everything takes a village. It's all interconnected. We're all interconnected. And when, when we... Put up these walls. We don't know what the others doing. I mean, that was an issue that we always had in our neighborhood uh, association was knowing like who the who the crime watch coordinator was in the sector next door, or when they didn't have one. How do we take over? How do we encourage someone to fill that space? And I think when you have a community, you you have an ability to to fill those spaces better. I mean, people nobody likes to well. Most people don't like to work by themselves um, when they're looking at an. <laughs> <Good catch. laughs> yeah. Well, but when when you're talking about a community, right. When uh, a community-focused thing, you, you, nobody wants to take over a role when they don't know what, what that role entails. But if you become part of a community where folks can say, oh, I can help you figure out what you're supposed to be doing and how you're supposed to be doing it, and maybe you have a great idea that can help my community. It's 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 again it, it goes it goes back to what we were talking about with the jobs. It's nobody knows what jobs are out there if they don't if if they aren't told. I mean you're talking about kids going yeah. into the military. Well you know one of the reasons is there's a recruiter on campus. Mm-hmm. We don't but we don't talk about we don't ask folks to come for other things regularly on campus. We don't when we're I mean I'm a I'm a former teacher. As well, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, you are so. But we don't have when when we're teaching. We don't say, oh, well, this is this is something you can do with this education. Kids always say, what am I going to do with this math, this algebra? I'll <laughs> never like, see it
3: again. I was one of those kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll
4: never see this again. <laughs> right. But it turns out that you do use <laughs> it. But but we we don't make that connection mm-hmm. uh, for kids to see. Oh, wow. Okay, I can do this. I can do that with with uh you know this this knowledge is important and you'll use it here right uh and i think if we did that more um we wouldn't have kids who were i mean the goal is to get the diploma to graduate from high school and it's i mean it's an absolute it's a goal that everyone should want to attain but what do you do after that right and right. and it used to be it well yeah it used to be easier we didn't have all these different uh you know you you had you had different pipelines. We had, you had uh, manufacturing you could go into. You had, you could oh just, you could That's follow. Like things
2: to do. Yeah. I, I, look, concrete plants, mm-hmm. uh, concrete design. I mean, all that stuff, man. It's like a bunch of things you can do. And like, I, I'll never forget the first time. Now, you know, I, I, well, I went to college. So, I mean, you know, and, and so the first time I, I used to say the same thing went down. I'm not going to see this stuff again. You know, so who cares, you know? So, I, you know, I'm over there. And I, this wasn't the biggest arguments I had with my mom about this issue. but You know, I don't want to do this anyway. You know, I don't want to even be in engineering, you know? And then and, and then uh, I, I'll never see this stuff anyway, right? Man, I got into an office, <laughs> and we had a storm situation. Remember in 2004, we had the hurricanes? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So I never thought I was going to see this stuff again, right? And I'm like, I'm, and we're, we're sitting up there design. I'm in charge of the design for Disney at this particular point, right? For all the water retention and everything else. And I'm like, oh, God. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at, uh, there's this thing called Chezzy's equation in, in, in engineering, right? And it deals with the roughness of surfaces where water's gonna run over and everything like that. And I, I just never thought I'd see it again. I just never thought I'd see it. And then I look in the manual. And there it is, I'm like, oh, stare me dead in the face. I'm like, oh, oh God. there it is. You know. And, and and but then you know you learn it, you learn it well, and you and you you get to apply it very quickly. You learn how to do it and apply it very quickly. So it's it's just one of those things, man. it, it is it is important for them to learn these things and to learn that skill, whatever it may be um and 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 I think one of the worst things they ever did, and I say this uh and shout out to my brother Umar Johnson on this man for real. he was right about this this point, and that is the worst thing they ever could have, could have done is taken um vocational studies out of yep. the inner cities
1: mm-hmm.
2: worst thing they could have yep. done at all let's get to the let's get the callers man, okay, calling eight one three two three nine nine six six three here on the Sunday forum we're here with Lynn Hartek on the Sunday forum. Who we got?
0: Good morning, people. Hey, how are you um, doing? I'm doing excellent, and to everyone there, good morning. I just want to say this real quickly. The brutal, um, horrible experience that many in the black community, not just Tampa, but throughout the nation, has experienced as a result of policing is so real. So when we come to the table for these discussions, it has to be mutual respect that you can see harm done when people can't establish trust. That's number one. Number two, moving forward uh, to um, candidate Hurt uh, Herk, Hurtick, and thank you for so much for standing in the gap speaking trying to turn the wheel at council that would be more inclusive of everyone i'm in east tampa and i'm looking at houses that's selling now for a half a million dollars in very impoverished community what, what what is your vision to help offset that by creating a workforce housing that will be inclusive of people living in that community Based on their working income. Thank you so much.
4: Well, thank you for that uh, call and that question because that is that's kind of where we are as a community. What do we do to keep people in the housing? And I know exactly what you're talking about. I saw it on Facebook yesterday. The five hundred thousand dollar home um, in an area where I mean, no one can afford that. Like <laughs> we're, we're really talking about gentrifying a neighborhood and. We, we need development in a neighborhood, but we don't need development that's going to push people out. And that's, that's the biggest problem. So w- what do we do? Well, we, we build housing that people can afford. And the problem is right now with the development that we're approving, we're allowing developers to say, oh, we'll put in some affordable housing that's up to 120% of the area median income. And... The area median income is around like sixty five thousand, and that's workforce level, but that's not where our need is. Our need is eighty uh, percent and below. Um, it's very difficult to build those communities. However, uh, I was just at a groundbreaking last week for uh, a development that's going at Bush and 275 that's being built by a uh, developer that does affordable housing units, um, Blue Sky. And those are all going to be between uh, 80% and below, I believe about 150 units. And so it's not just the units, they also offer um, classes in the main building to help people with with development, uh, their personal development, where they want to go, what kind of jobs they can do. Uh, but we need more of that. And the problem is we have we have scattered land. We actually talked about it on Thursday at council. We uh, The state is requiring us to put a list of lots that the city owns that we could use for affordable housing.
2: Uh, make sure that they, that they put them all on there, please.
4: Well, the issue is that once they get on this list, they can only be used for affordable housing. So, some of the things they kept off the list were uh, if they're trying to make a collection of something to make a bigger project. Or right, so okay. uh, it, there were only thirty-two properties on the list, um, and I'm I asked for them to put it on sire. I don't know if that happened, but there's there's there are 32, uh, 32 properties and. The idea is that we could possibly get 100 units that would be affordable housing but how do we tackle that do we um we've had these infill developments that uh, the first infill development of course was the domain homes one where they took a ton of lots and just gave them to a developer
2: yeah
4: the infill phase two not good Well, what they tried to do with infill phase two was to work with smaller developers that hadn't had a chance to work with the city before. A lot of them um, minority-owned, small contracting companies. And that was great in theory until uh, construction costs skyrocketed, um, mortgage costs skyrocketed. And so while the goal was to get people that had you know, 80 to 100% area median income. By the time those were built, they couldn't do it. The mortgage, they had to come to us and and raise the percentage because they literally could not sell these homes. And now we're on, think, talking about infill phase three. And my biggest thing was, okay, we have, I think we're looking at like 17 lots to oh. go to developers again to, to do this. But... We, we can't be building for 140% area median income. We have to be building for 80% and below. So that may not be a traditional single family home. We may be looking at attached housing. We may be looking at quads. So right. my challenge was what t- what different types of housing can we build?
3: Yeah, I think outside the box. Yeah. Well, and
4: be- because... What we have to do as a community is, is say, you know, your this house. You, when when folks are thinking about buying a house, they're thinking about a single family home, yeah. and unfortunately, where we are in the city and the amount of costs, your first house may be an apartment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It it may be, and and then you can sell that and buy something else, or it may be where where you end up, but. If we actually want people to buy homes, we're going to have to look at it in a different way. We're looking at a quadplex. We're looking at uh not necessarily although we're even looking at apartments. If if people can do a co-op model, mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. how can we get people to to buy and buy into this? But how do we how do we prevent folks from b- building these $500,000 homes in a neighborhood that just cannot
2: sustain them. Yeah. Yeah. And they know it and they know it.
4: Well, and in bringing in housing, we also have to bring in everything that surrounds it. We need grocery stores. We need, uh, you know, retail establishments. How are we doing that? If all we're looking at is housing, we, we aren't, we're, we aren't doing a, a service to the rest of the community. I a hundred percent agree. We have to do something. Um, we're putting more money toward affordable housing than ever before, but we have the money, but what are we doing with right. it? And right now, I think we're, we're, the city is trying different things, but we're, we're sort of stuck because we have these outdated land development codes. So we can't build those, mm-hmm. those quads. We can't build those duplexes. Oh. Uh, it's, it's hard to do that because right now they're not allowed. But I think this infill project is a great opportunity to try new things. And just because there are 17 lots, we we should be able to house more than 17 families. Because mm. we can't continue to do that in the city. We, we don't have enough space. Right. We we have to we have to inc- increase density. Yeah. Uh, but not th- but that doesn't necessarily mean a huge apartment complex within a neighborhood because that's not going to fit the character. But instead of one house, if we can build multiple houses, that's why we're talking about accessory dwelling units. That can be either extra income or it can be uh, a place that that one person, um, you know, that a family member can live in. There's There are so many different types of housing, but we, we just, if we just let it go, and let the market dictate it. Oh that's where we're, we're going to end up with more we're of these half million dollar yeah. homes yeah. that aren't that big, and that aren't serving the community and are pushing people out.
2: We got to do something. I mean, and we got to do it now um, because it's driving me it's driving me crazy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I, I, I mean, and and it's driving it's driving me crazy. I know it's driving everybody else crazy, but I mean, we got to we got to do something now. And this is just terrible. That I mean, listen. So jobs, housing. Mm-hmm. There's there's a disconnect clearly. Um, I don't know why. It's like it's like the doubling down. Like like the administration somehow is doubling down on the issue. Like yeah, we got this. No, you don't. They really don't. And I'm sitting here like. Man, people are being pushed out, and we, we're telling you this. It's happening right in front of your face. And it's—and—and and, and the, the question then becomes, so people like to throw up the Sadowski Fund, the Sadowski Fund, the Sadowski Fund. Sadowski Fund? What the hell is that Sadowski Fund going to do for this, given, given the fact that still... There are. There was a preemption that was put in that still has not been changed. Most city people have not even mentioned this, and and, and this.